invitations, we showed up and made it. No invitations, we showed up and made it. No invitations, we showed up and made it. Showed up and made it. Showed up and made it. It can get scary when you legendary. You legendary. You legendary. Yo, episode 249. We're one away from becoming pop culture podcast. One episode away from just changing the game, you know, just just uh, you know, just becoming a podcast that revolves around no soccer. <laughs> we're gonna talk about six nine. We're gonna talk yes. about Future's uh, album. We're gonna talk about DJ Academics being whack. We're gonna talk about Future's album. We'll bring we'll on in- we'll bring- it'll, it'll be fun. You know what we should do? We should debate incel dudes. That'd be a great time. I, I actually, just like find some like incel dude on Twitter and be like, hey, come on our show. Yeah, but hey, why don't you call in and tell me why you feel like women suck? I want to hear about women so much. Yeah, I want I would love that. That sounds like a good time to me. Actually, that'd be kind of good on the low. Oh, uh, but, but we're still gonna be doing that Portuguese though. Yeah, yeah. We're still gonna be calling it the Duzenti Quarantinovi. Yeah. Um but in the meantime, you know what I mean? Caesar got excited. <laughs> in the meantime. Episode 249, we made a podcast. We got the Champions League quarterfinal second leg to talk about. You know, I would, um, I would, we, you know, we would be recording Thursday to be talking about Europa League and Europa Conference. Which is what matters. Yeah, which is what really matters. But, um, you know, I might not be able to catch the matches. So, like, yeah, we're the official Conference League podcast. I mean, honestly, we really are. Okay, can you imagine if we're like covering the summer, like the qualification for Europa Conference League? <laughs> That'd be great. Oh, yeah. we're, what, what, what are we watching? We're we watching uh, Trapezoid versus something. What are we doing? First of all, Trapezoid's about to win Turkey. They're about to win Turkey. I take that back. It's, yeah. It'll, it'll be Balotelli's team versus like uh, uh, Lorient. <laughs> Especially if you can't stop scoring. Jesus Christ. But yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we got Champions League quarterfinals, uh, second leg. It was exciting for, eh, well, one, one match. Well, a couple matches were exciting. Um, then we got the semifinals. We'll talk about those a little bit. We'll give a little bit of a preview because those are coming up in a bit, a couple weeks. And then we'll have a few quick topics. Um, you know what I haven't been doing for a long time is uh, ESPN FC questions, but I feel like all the questions are dumb. They just revolve around like EPL and Champions League. Um, but uh, then we'll talk a little bit about some different random things. And maybe we'll talk a little bit about Ukraine because I don't want people to forget that, that there's a country that got invaded. But Caesar, we had them quarterfinal second legs. Big, big upset. Bayern draws to Villarreal and are exiting the competition. Chef's kiss. Uh, Villarreal, they put it on them somehow. Yeah, the old submarine did it. Um, uh, you know, much more I can say. I didn't watch the game. Um, so. All I know is that La Liga on top. What's up? Uh, you know, and I remember there was some uh, comments I read where, you know, uh, uh, Weidelsman or whatever his name is, the coach for oh, German, Nag- Nagelsman, Nagelsman. Nagelsman or whatever. Uh, I wanted to say his name totally different, but off camera. No, 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 no. <laughs> I'm going to do it next time. <laughs> um, the new podcast. Saying that he wanted to settle this uh, game on the first match or whatever and. Yeah, Parejo says sometimes if you spit upwards, it falls back on you, which is kind of a G'd up comment. It's kind of a real goon comment. Um, his grandma was dope, especially considering a player who was, you know, came from Valencia and had his history there. It was kind of wild. Unai Emery famously outsit as a, not a good coach for PSG and not a good coach for Arsenal. Here he is doing his thing in, 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 your, in uh, 
Champions League with a team you would never expect to make it this far. I mean, I was already hopeful of when in the end of COVID, when they made a couple of moves, Villarreal getting the French dude, Jijuma, whatever his name is, Danjuma, the winger they got. And they have that Nigerian baller. Um, and they had Kubo at the time. I was like, oh, he's kind of doing some little things. And they got Parejo. I'm like, they're making some little moves happen. They, they had a decent, they didn't do too bad. They got into they got into the Champions League well, after that season they had. Well, they also got Serge Aurier. They got Serge, Serge Aurier. A little bit late, a little bit late. <laughs> they got Serge Aurier, which is a huge, that's a huge shout out to the Monica Peer legend. Um, and you know, they, they had a good year, they made a Champions League and they made some out of it this year, and that, that that's what it's talking about. Well, they made Champions League by winning Europa League last year. Um, yes. And, um, yeah, you know, they did. And they, they're making some out of it. They didn't get bounced. They stayed, you know. And, you know, there's players that left Tottenham and are in Villarreal. And look at Tottenham now. Look at Villarreal, which is crazy. Like, Paulo well, Torres declined going to Spurs. He's in Champions League semifinals. Uh, Serge R.A. outs to the Spurs. Either. He's in Champions League semifinals. Either. There's two... PSG slash Tottenham rejects on Villarreal, Aurier and Lo Celso. Oh yeah, Lo Celso, dog, a famous PSG future wonder kid. Then went to Real Betis, and now a Villarreal getting it cracking, dog. That's crazy. And he was out and there. I know Bam's least favorite striker. Um, you know, doing his thing over there too. Very, very dead regular lefty. Yeah. Hey man, it's cool. The only thing that's cool is like. Uh, I remember watching that um, Europa League. Remember, we I think we both watched it, the Europa League versus Champions League match, a Super Cup. Yeah. It was Villarreal last year versus, was it Chelsea? Probably, yeah. And I remember they were the, the fans were going, the Villarreal fans were going crazy. Like, they were having a great time. And here they are in Champions League. So that's so dope for that, that fan base. It's really cool. And Chelsea's gone. Um, I think what happened with Villarreal is that ever since uh, – they threw that banana at Danny Alves. They like gotta have black this, people now. This is just the they, reach I've ever seen. Uh, no, but see, they be having hella black people on their team. They be so. do have a lot of. They, they be having. A, they be you having, know who I like? Who are my favorite players? Hmm. That uh, Capu. He's a baller. That midfielder. Uh And he's really good. The French dude. They got a couple French players on there. Yeah, Coquelin is on like, there. That team is like really compared to other La Liga teams. They were like, of course, actually, I take it back because Valencia has a pretty like dynamic team too in terms of international players. But yeah, that V Real team is made up of a lot of players from a lot of different places, a lot of French players, Spanish players, and you know, hey, they're making some out of it. And African, they have dead Africans, not just like dudes that play for France. They got like Aurier, like I can't pronounce his last name, but the Chesapeake Bay, whatever his name is, that winger. He's a, no, he's he's a baller. Like, yeah, he's, he's one really that, good. The Nigerian dude. Yeah, he's, he's one really that, good. He's the one and, that scored scored in the first leg. Yeah, when you look at the Virial team, you're like, damn, that's not a bad team up there. Like, yeah, that every time I watch, I can't pronounce his name, Dan Juma, whatever, um, the French dude, or or, or I watch Virial. Those guys are always putting on some kind of. They're putting moves and doing work. I'm like, you, you can make stuff happen, and they got a dangerous team. Yeah, they're currently seventh in La Liga. Mm-hmm. Um, they're farmers league, right? They're definitely not gonna make it in sixth place. Um, they're eight points off of Real Sociedad. They, they might be next year. Hopefully, they hopefully they they damn they can't if they win Champions League, they get to come back. Oh, right, yeah, yeah. Oh, because I was hoping they could win and they could end up in conference well, and why, and why, conference league too. And why don't you want the, them to win? They, they, because I don't want them to win Champions League. <laughs> Why not? Real Madrid is there, duh. There we go. Uh, because 
but I do want them to be Liverpool. That'd be funny. That'd be so funny if the finals were Real, Real Madrid. That'd be actually hilarious. One That'd be so annoying. <laughs> you know, the games would be mad boring. Um, but yeah, yeah, they, um, yeah, they're currently seventh. They're 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 gonna either finish seventh or worse, honestly. Um, but you know, it, it's a historic run for them. And um, you know, I was watching the very end of the match, and Serge Aurier was out there, and he did something I, like I kind of. Like he got the ball and like he like dribbled it out and he could have just like booted it up because it was like the end of the match. And he like dribbled and dribbled and dribbled and then passed it and it was like really good and like the game was over after that. I was like, that's really smart by uh Serge Aurier. You could tell that he's learned something since his wow, PSG. What, days. what what a what an in-depth analysis by No, Bam. no, no it, it was good. Up by Serge Aurier. Cause, cause Serge Aurier Bam is the to, number one Serge Aurier hater, and he's only yeah, getting a positive he, comment. He used to be just a bruiser out there, like just a bruiser. Okay. But he's definitely got a little bit more uh, football IQ since this since those days. Um and I do remember him uh talking shit that time. <laughs> he fell off after he took the picture with me. That's what happened. <laughs> no, no. He I fell remember. off a little bit after the picture he took with me, then he's like regained his confidence. I just feel like in general, I'm gonna keep it real. I don't unless you're an absolutely uncoachable player, you're gonna get drastically better playing La Liga. I'm I'm firm oh, yeah, believer sure. of this. Like firm believer, like you play in La Liga, you're gonna become a better player. Like like watching, watching even uh, I know there's so many players that either go there and perform or players that go there and like just look better or play better. Like like when I watch Trippy, I'm like, damn, Trippy looks so good out here. I'm like Madrid. Like you could tell, like he has a lot of talent. He was taking it seriously. Like I feel like you can actually develop a lot of skill. Um, like it's really good for you as a player overall because La Liga will teach you a skill set, especially the coaching there, that'll bring longevity to your game. In a game that you may rely on a lot of your athleticism, like you can teach you fundamentals and like a passing and a skill set and like decision making that will make your game even longer. And EPL does the exact opposite. Oh yeah, league is like Premier Premier League is like run to your knees, fall off, and then and, also and, get hit and, and get knocked off the ball. And, and honestly, like PSG is kind of like that too. Like when he was at PSG, like you're not really getting coached up like that because it's just a very lazy culture there where you got to like motivate yourself. So then him going to Tottenham, like, that's even worse. But now he's going to be in La Liga. And, and he was a free transfer. He was, like, a free agent and got picked up late. Um, so it was just funny to me. Like, you're seeing Serge Aurier, who was a daggone PSG reject, and a Tottenham. Like, nobody picked him up. Unai was like, oh, damn, yeah. Well, I don't know if, I don't know if Serge Aurier was on PSG when Unai was there. I'm not sure. But... Unai was like, well, damn, I'll take him. He's a right back. Like, well, you know, what are you going to do? Like, you can't be that bad. Like, whatever. And now he's sitting there in the semifinals and PSG is home and Tottenham didn't even advance in Europa Conference League. Can't uh, relate. Huh? Can't relate. Yeah. Um, okay. Also, let's go to the boring games before we get to the big games. Uh, Liverpool, Benfica, um, Liverpool and Benfica drew. Liverpool, Benfica heard this podcast episode, heard Bam saying I'm, it's probably going to be 6-0. It's probably going to be, he's just out here dogging the Eagles, the, 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 the Eagles out there, you know, representing one of the, the famous black Portuguese soccer player, representing the gang right there. Bam says it's going to be 6-0. They said, bet we can put, we're going to try to make it happen. When I saw the aggregate, I was like, God damn, was, that game was cracking. 3-3? Three, three? Okay. Yeah, but it was still 6-4 in aggregate. So. I mean, that, that's not massive. That's like a 2-0. What the hell are you talking about? 2-0 is pretty bad. 
Two zero is not awful. What are you talking about? Kind of rough. <laughs> okay, well, in a game that's three three, we're well, still building all. Which which team are you a fan of? Now? Has it been Fika or Porto or Sporting? Which one? Um, I don't know. <laughs> okay, okay. I'm I'm a fan of Porto Menacee right now. Okay, gotcha. Okay, um, but yeah, Liverpool's gonna adv- oh, Liverpool advanced. Um, I haven't seen the highlights yet. Neither. Um, also, yeah. Hmm? yeah, whatever. I did watch Atletico Madrid versus City. Um, I, the match in is zero zero. I'll say this much: um, City, um, uh, Atletico Madrid did play how I thought they would play. I didn't think that they were going to just be out there trying to like just playing the low block the entire time. Um, but ultimately, I think that Simeone played to lose because you left two of your best players on the bench. You got you're 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 starting Jao Felix up there with Griezmann. I was I saw Correa on the bench. I was like, okay, whatever. But when I seen Carrasco was on the bench too, that's not I, even it for me. What's worse for me, which is I'm biased. When I saw Carrasco, um, Correa and Cunha on the bench, I was like, I feel like you just don't want to win. Like, like what in what world is are you trying to tell me that your objective is to score and win with João Felix and Griezmann up top? It looked goofy. Like, respect to Jean Felix, my dog out there, literally like playing out of position almost. Like, this man is receiving headers. How many times has this man scored a header goal? What's going on here? Like, he's not a true nine not at all. Close. Like, not even close. He's a, he's a tweener winger cam. Like, he just likes to fall around and make thumbs happen, make damage happen. He's not a he's not a nine at all. Like, you don't have. You don't have Cooney up there. You don't have anybody Correa up there who's dangerous. Like it just felt kind of weird. Like I don't know. Like I, I, you, you, you. It's if you're gonna tell me, you better tell me you're playing to lose because if that's playing to win, I'm gonna assume you're an idiot. I'm gonna yeah. assume that you're an incompetent, you're an overpaid, incompetent coach. So please tell me that you were playing to lose. Yeah, I mean it was just unfortunate to see that because I was just like, damn dude, like, I, I like. I feel like honestly, Atletico Madrid has enough good players. You could come out in a four three three, dude. Like, just come out with Carrasco on the left, uh, or, or or Felix on the left, or you you got you got Carrasco, Felix, Correa, Cunha. You got four players that you can you know, figure it out up top, and then you have a good midfield. You can put Thomas Lamar is, is a good uh, like eight. You got Kondobia and you got Koke. And then just have your back line. This fool's coming out there playing Lodi and Reynildo. You're playing two left backs. That was so weird. I'm and like, what's going and, on here? And, and I get it if you're trying to do that low block that they did in the first leg. Like, okay, that's fine. But now, like, I mean, granted, Simeone's never going to play a 4-3-3 ever. But, like, you have good players, dude. Like, put I would say Carrasco, João Felix, Correa – up top and then bring Cunha in later. Like and then you're gonna and, run, yeah. If if you're gonna run the Simeone 442 and you want to do that garbage low block, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna acknowledge that low block. No, no. I'm not gonna acknowledge that that I'm never I'm never gonna let you excuse two left backs in the world history. <laughs> unless one of your left backs is just an attacking savant like Marcelo was back in the day. I'm like, well I, I mean he's basically a winger sometimes. I get it. But like Re- Reynaldo 
and um, loaded two loose little phones on the left side. That's insane. You're actually insane. You're an insane person. Like I absolutely hate that. So no, I mean, if you, if you, if, if the, the lineup I was expecting, if I'm trying to win the game would be Carrasco, Jean Felix, Cunha. And even if you want, you could put Griezmann bum on the right. If you want, no, whatever no, 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 but, no, no, but the no, fact that no. you didn't even have one of the guys that were on the bench out there just tells me enough. Like it tells me that, yeah, he's just like he's an absolute weirdo. He's, I don't understand him. He, he's playing to lose. He's literally playing to lose. Like at the end of the match, it was like ninety plus like four. He's like clapping, and I'm like, and like getting like the crowd to clap. I'm like, what are you clapping for? Like you're gonna lose. And granted, it's Manchester City. It's a really good team, but like the way that they played, they were putting pressure on City. If you have the right players out there, that pressure can turn into something. Cody almost scored a goal yeah. to win it. Cody almost as, had that one shot. Yeah, as, just, just because he's out there, he's dangerous, he's fast, he has a good foot. Like, he just almost made something happen. As soon as Carrasco and Correa were out there, it changed completely. Even when Luis Suarez got out there, like, yeah. like Luis Suarez got a good eight minutes in him. Like, not even yeah, 10. Well, well, Luis Suarez is a good 80-minute warrior. Absolutely. 80 no, eight, eight, warrior. Eight, eight minutes. Eight no, minutes. No, at the 80th minute warrior. Yeah, 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 80th exactly. minute warrior. He's an 80th <laughs> minute warrior. Comes in there, you know, sixth man of the year. He can definitely do that. Yeah, I, I, I just don't really... Uh, it's it's only... It's like it's so funny, like, being a Real Madrid fan, like, watching Atletico. Like, the one time you kind of want them to do something, because nothing more I'd love than to... To, to, to demolish them in a champions, that'd be so fun to make them lose in Champions League. Is so, but like you're like kind of cheering for them, and you're like, why are you doing this to yourself? Like, do you enjoy pain? Like, I, I don't understand. They're clapping. I'm like, what is it a clap? They can talk mess about the burner ball day, but they're not clapping right there. They're not doing they're a not clap clapping stand. for a They're lot, definitely dude. they're definitely whistling. They're angry and they want to win the game. They're not doing a clap marathon. I'm like, oh. Not for what a is this? Y'all yeah. are tripping. <laughs> yeah, like it's really ridiculous. Like I would be booing Simeone. Like there's no consolation for getting to the semi to the quarterfinal and losing. You had, I, like, I truly think the idea was like, okay, we're gonna low block the first leg. If they, you know, if we if we leave out of there with one zero, that's a win for us. And then yeah. at home, we're gonna play football. And they were playing football. Condobia was man of the match. Like he was incredible. He it. Incredible. But you him need, and Lamar were really good. They were yeah, like playing so well. But you need the other players right. that are like good dynamic players. Like you can't have Griezmann, dude. Like you can't have Griezmann. He can't do anything. Griezmann's a damn near left back now. Griezmann literally is like if three of our le- like if if we had four entries on the back line, let's put him at left back. And other Did than you that, see Griezmann's like fall, falling down shot. I was like, what's going on here? Dog? He's he trash. Look, he looked insane. Like when he had that shot, I'm like, oh, I honestly think I'm better than him. He just looks insane out there. I don't really know what, what's the, going on with that team, but now they get to figure out at home. I will say my only highlight also of that game, a shout out to the first time I've ever heard two female commentators in my life. At the same time, doing a did telecast. I watch in English? I watched it in Spanish. So I don't in know. English, they had two female commentators: the color commentator and a play-by-play were both female. That's um, dope. That's the first time I heard that, and it was the main broadcast of CBS. I was like, "Let's go!" Like that, I thought that was huge, and I want to just advocate for more of that. I thought that was really cool because I never hear that in a sport ever. Yeah, I, like, especially I was, in a male game, like a male, yeah. especially in men's soccer. I never hear that. I was, I think, I was watching on English, but. Um, 
I wasn't really like having, I, I heard a woman, but I didn't really have the volume up. And then I, re- I realized that the game was like a minute and a half behind on Paramount Plus. So I was like, screw this, dude. Like, going, huh? What'd you watch Univision? Yeah, I was like, I'm going to, I'm like going on the regular, dude. This is annoying. Um, Big but yeah. Mexico Bam right there. I mean, yeah, I'm like, why is this two minutes behind, dude? What the the streams are always behind. It's annoying. Um, and it's bad quality. But yeah, uh, City advanced to the semifinal. It's such um, good quality on cable. <laughs> it's like so nice. So obnoxious. But the big match, and I guess on, in, in some ways you could say um, ended up being an upset. Real Madrid versus Chelsea. Real Madrid was down 3-0 at home. They were going out of it. It was over for them. They were done. Once again, it was over for them. They were done. They were dusted. Then you get a goal from uh wait, who scored first? It was like two days ago. It wasn't Ben's first. It was Casemiro. Oh, oh, no, Rodrigo. Rodrigo scored that goal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With the with came the, out the bench flying yeah. in there. With the outside of the boot uh assist from Modric. Ben hates it, but it was so nice. I don't love those. Um, <laughs> that's just so nice. The, the online they were saying no one's better at Trevelo. I'm like, that's crazy. You disrespect Quaresma like this, but go ahead, dog. The two um, legends of the Trevella. Go ahead, Doc. And then we had another go after. Oh, they they were given no love on this play to my boy Eduardo Camavinga, Camavinga, who won that ball. They were saying, "Oh, Chelsea lost the ball." I'm like, "No, Camavinga won, won the ball. Won that ball, Camavinga." Who I was very nervous. Like, not saying he's not a good player. When they subbed out Krugs, I was like, "Damn, dog!" Like. It's going to be a yellow card off the rip already. We're going to get well, yeah, a yeah. yellow card. He's a yellow card king like yeah. Baratti. Yeah, but come on, but come on, you man. know what? I'll say this. He gets a yellow card because he's always doing one fantastic tackle, and it's like, oh, I have to gauge my tackles. <laughs> it's like he has to do the tackle gauge. He always gives you at least one fan. You're like, God, oh, yeah. that's a great tackle. Oh, my God. <laughs> no, he, he, he's, he, he likes he's to be on the ground like Baratti. He's a bottom. But um, anyway... <laughs> Uh, Which is not a diss. Kamavinga wins that ball, passes a, a great through ball up to Vinicius Jr. Vinicius Jr. with his left foot, you don't even have to say that no more, puts it on a platter for Benzema. Now, I I didn't I wasn't able to see this until the highlights. Benzema, I was like, damn, what happened to Rudiger? Every like all these three people I'm mentioning on this play did something amazing. I see. Are you? I don't know what you're looking at over there, but it better not be no more uh, different colors. <laughs> um, <laughs> Show my bracelet. Uh, that's gonna be the name of our podcast. Show her my bracelet. Um, Figure Chingy doing this. <laughs> uh, um. So w- when the play happened, I was like, "Damn, what happened to Rudiger?" What Benzema did was great. Benzema is looking at Vinicius Junior. dribbling down, and he's like anticipating Vinicius Jr.'s, uh, like, the, like the initial pass he might think he's going to get. He goes a bit near post, but then he sees Vinicius Jr. take another dribble, so he goes back, and that's where Rudiger went up, and then when Benzema went back, he slipped, and so Benzema's just, like, right there by himself to just put it right in the back of the net. 
Beautiful play. Um, started you can like, tell they, they really played like they really got each other's chemistry down point. Oh yeah, absolutely. They, like they know they they know each other like well, they know what they're gonna do before the other one knows the other one's gonna do. For yeah, sure. and they both just have like a like um, aside from being very skilled, they both have really high football IQ. Yeah, Vinicius Junior. To be quite honest, Didn't he was not game. he was not having a good game. He was losing the ball a lot. And I was like sad for him if they lost. I was like, damn, if they lost, like they these people might remember that he was losing the ball all the time. But I'm glad that like, and, and we talk about this all the time. When there's a winger, like you got to just keep going. You got to keep trying. You got to yeah. keep doing it. You, you got to have a short term memory. You yeah, cannot, you exactly. cannot remember the last time you lost the ball. Even with, I mean, it's it's a testament even to the last round. You know, last round. Hakimi was had had Vinicius a lot of times in his pocket. He in was that first leg, that first leg, yeah. It's and honestly, back to back Real Madrid has faced probably two of the best full right foot right backs in the world right now with uh, Reese James, and then now playing Reese James is really really good. Like I this term, I came out thoroughly impressed with Reese James. I'm like, this guy is probably the best right back in the world to me right now. Like, uh, yeah, you're fantastic. tripping. You're he's, you're doing a lot. Fantastic. You're doing a lot. He's the best. Best in the best in the world. You're doing a lot. Who's better, Mindy? Mindy's a left back. No, no, he's a right back too. I seen him play right no, back. No, we're not doing this game. Caesar. We're not doing can I, this can game. I give you another one? No, I'm not doing can this I, game. I'm can I give you game. another one? Can I give you another Who? one? Nacho. No, he's better. Caesar, Caesar, no cap. Nacho's Nacho calf muscles start working today. What a wimp. Caesar, Caesar. First of all, you're talking about Reese James because what he was doing offensively. Because yeah, I saw well, that defensively, too. Yeah. Defensively, Vinny's is losing that ball. Yeah, no, but he was. It wasn't like Reese James was taking it off him. All it the was. Time. It was. He was playing a lot of defense on him. It's like two times he got the ball off him. Come on, dog. Caesar. Caesar. Yeah. First of all, I I know you. You saw what Reese James was doing offensively. He was oh, nice. God damn, dog. Exactly. He was gonna, yeah, and damn, also, two footed too. And, 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 all, and also, we don't expect English players to be good like that. No, <laughs> so, yeah, really good. He exactly. reminds me of uh, Nathaniel Klein or whatever his name was back um, in the day. <laughs> that guy was a baller. Who, um, who's still starting for Crystal Palace, by the way. That's not um, that impressive. Um, but uh, no, like, that's not impressive at all. <laughs> I, I think they're doing good this year. I don't. That's still not impressive. They have dope jerseys and they have this really dope African player who never gets called up. He's really dope. That's about it. Ob or something like that is good. Um, <laughs> no, but Vinicius like had a lot of has had difficulties the last two fullbacks. You know they've 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 in the last two defensive I guess have been in a lot of trouble. I don't know if it's whether he's trying to do the most or not, but it's not for me to gauge. It's hard to just sit here and say it, but it's different to be out there in the field, right? But the most important thing is that he still has an extremely high IQ and he does, he's relentless. Like he, he just keeps fighting. Even when he got that, even when uh, Marcelo was like mad at him and like they had to get something off the field, he's trying to buy time, you know, and like taking forever to get off. And Marcelo like closed his mouth with his hand. He got off the field and started pumping the crowd up. Like, and you know, they love that. They're like, yeah, they're like, yeah, fuck this. Absolutely. Like, they're down for all this. Caesar, 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 don't let me be in that crowd and Vinicius Jr. is doing that. I'm like crawling over to some white Spanish people. Like, ah! and Vinicius Jr. did tell him to hush up. He starts pumping us up. I'm going insane, dog. I'm taking this shirt home. Let's go. Like, that kind of stuff. Like, you could tell, like he he has like not just a talent, but he has like a spirit. Like, he has like a yeah. spirit. Like, he's like he has like heart. Like so, he's about it. Now you got to love that in players, and I think that it, it resonates with other players on the team too, and it resonates with like a lot of this Real Madrid team this year and why they had another battle well, back. Well, also Real Madrid in general, because honestly, like 
like Real Madrid as a club culture, because I'm going to be honest, like obviously I watch PSG all the time and I've seen Mbappe like have a bad game like that and just get frustrated. And you can tell like he'll just get the ball and just like shoot it from like 20 yards out and just be like frustrated and mad. You've never seen Vinicius Jr. act like that. And, and it could just be a difference in personality. But, like, if Vinicius Jr. acted like that, like, one time, that would be unacceptable from the club and from the fans. Like Even the players, too. They and the players, too. Like, like, there seems to be a lot of accountability on that team. Oh, absolutely. You saw Marcelo. Like, like let's be honest. Like, Marcelo is, like, at, like, Marcelo's washed. He came on that field, and it wasn't like – they didn't necessarily need him to be Marcelo from three years ago. They needed him to be a leader, and he, he was. He was. He can't. I mean, I think I reacted. I said, then I was like, when he said Marcelo, and I was like, oh, why this game? Why did he play against Cadiz? Like, goddamn, dog, this is important. But, I, but listen, but and, and I, 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 I get emotional watching him, Marcelo. I love him. Like, I love Marcelo. He's a pivotal part of the whole five, the five, the five championship team. He's a pivotal part of that. Like literally, Atletico Madrid knows very well how dangerous Marcelo is. He single-handedly broke that team down. We remember Ray calling those crazy ass plays. Like when when Marcelo was injured, there was like literally another team that had that baller young kid, Theo Hernandez. They were, couldn't get nothing done because he was a talisman of the offense. Like he literally made so much happen. So him being out there was literally just a leader, a leader out there, um, um, encouraging, making the right passes, just holding down the offense. And man, that, that team is, is a great mix of like young talent with great veteran leadership, like excellent. And those veterans aren't like all washed. Like a lot of them are very high level players. still, such as a Modric, the Cruz, even Casemiro, they have a lot of high level players who are veterans. And that's a great group, especially if they have that, that culture they have seems to still stay like, yeah, they lost Ronaldo, and a lot of a lot of turnover, turnover has happened. And there's Bale on a team and Hazard, but that team still has that culture that I think was a big part of the winning championships too, which is hard to see in teams like that culture stayed in, in with within Real Madrid. Absolutely, I mean the young players. I mean the, the veteran players they started: Carvajal, Nacho, Alaba, yeah. Modric, Casemiro, Cruz, Benzema. Then the, the it's only three young players: uh, Valverde, uh, Vinicius Jr., and Ferland Mendy. Valverde right? played, but Valverde hustling too. There was working out there. Yeah, and I feel like okay, yeah, Ferland Mendy's twenty six. Um, yeah, like they they have a team that it is a good mix. Um, you know, Militao got hurt, or no, I'm sorry, I think Militao was suspended for this match. You know, you insert Nacho there, and yeah, it's, say, and, I, all I could think about was like, I was like Militao, I got damn with Militao, the game might be a little different out here. Damn. Well, I mean, and honestly, I mean, Nacho played really well too. It's just, yeah, I mean, no, I'm not hating Nacho, but, but Metal's phenomenal. Like. Yeah, and but also, um, you know, Chelsea's a good team, and watching they them are. play, like I don't really watch EPL that much this season, but watching them play, like you can tell they got good players, and you can tell that they're well drilled. Like Tuchel is like doing a lot to have them a very well coached squad. They have a lot of composure too. Like you could tell, like Mason yeah. Mount is like so dangerous. He's a baller, yeah. Like I always think about like what if that um, one shot he took didn't get deflected at the end of half. Like he had a perfect shot lined up that got blocked by Nacho. I'm like mm-hmm. they, he, they have a really dangerous good team. Really good team. Um, you know, maybe, so deep when they're doing subs. I'm like, oh my god, yeah. look at the subs coming in. Like, yeah, so that was a good battle between two really deep teams. Yeah, you know, maybe if maybe if the formation was different, you know, maybe they just had started off with different players. It could have been different, you know. Uh, Absolutely, you you never know, honestly. And and like that, like I think Rudiger said it best. Like 
when it comes to a game like this, like a lot of times it's just these small mistakes are going to be the de- determining the wins or not. So for sure, small little mistakes are the reason why they lost is not because they were a worse team or no. they're not as good. Yeah, they, won the, they won the match, you know, they won the match, but you know, it just, they, they gave up too much. They made too many mistakes, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, and, and you, and you'll make mistakes when you, pl- when you're playing, it's a good team, you know? When oh you yeah. Have, and a good team will absolutely exploit that. Yeah. They'll for- and they'll force mistakes. I mean, you have mm-hmm. Modris 36 years old. He's running his heart out the entire match. Did not pick up a yellow. Like when's the last time we seen Modric get a yellow card even? Very rare. You know it's what I mean? Like I, um, it's been, a, it, it's not, it's not a commonplace. It's not like a Ferrari variety. Yeah, like that's how you'll know when somebody's legs are starting to die. Like when he's like getting yellow cards, like a midfielder like that, like when he's starting to get yellow cards, like, you know, the legs are getting, getting uh, tired, but um, you know, you had Valverde out there running around. I guess he like ran the most out of uh, all the players on the pitch. And yeah, he was Robert, fresh to forever. I was like, God damn. Dog. Yeah, Valverde is ridiculous, dude. Um, he's so fast. He's so fast. God, he's dog. like, I mean, I remember him saying a couple of years ago, he was like, yeah, like my job is to run. Like I run for the team. Like that's what I do. Like, yeah. Like, uh, like, do I think he's at his best skill set at the right wing? No, no. but, but, but I have no problem. Like he's putting pressure. He's working. He's just working out there. Yeah, it was. And Real Madrid majority goes down the left side of the field anyway. So it's not like a hindrance to put him there. No. I think it's better than having him there in Asensio for sure. Absolutely. And I feel like, um, like, I remember when that happened. I don't know if that was last year. No, it had to be year, year before last. Um, when I guess Zidane was there and put uh, Valverde there instead of Bale. He was like not trying yeah. to start Bale. He put Valverde up there and, and Valverde, Valverde was killing it. Yeah. Um, and I and I almost want to say that was against Liverpool, but I could be wrong. Um, but anyway, yeah, that was uh, the the quarterfinals in uh, starting on April twenty seventh. And I really hope they don't they don't play these matches at the same time. I'm gonna be really mad. We have the Champions League semifinals. We got the biggest matchup of all time: Liverpool versus Villarreal. A city of ten thousand versus uh, one of the major cities of all time. Um, a, a team with the what I'm sure like uh, just just Mane, Salah, and like Virgil Van Dyke is the salary of like every player on uh, Villarreal. Like I'm sure, like that's enough right there. Oh, probably, yeah. well, Salah's wages might be the whole club's wages. To be honest, yeah, and and like and Jordan Henderson. If you add that, they could like buy their stadium too. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Like, honestly, I haven't watched Villarreal play much this season. Um, I don't know if they're going to be able to handle Liverpool. Liverpool is one of the, like, probably the most athletic team left. One of the most athletic teams you're going to watch. Really strong, a lot of wind. The guys run. They got skills. They press. And, you know, they can overrun somebody. So it might be tough for Villarreal out here, but they beat Bayern, so you never know. You think you think Villarreal got a chance? Yeah, I do, but um, I still think Liverpool's going to advance. But I think they, I think, I think Villarreal can make it interesting. I think they can grind out, you know, a tough like tie or something like that at home, and then make them have to like, you know, really get that win in Liverpool. Yeah, I mean, well, I think the first match is in Liverpool, so that's good. Um, and there's no away goals. So, like, no, it you, know, you, happen. you can't get mollywopped on away goals. So, you, you you could very well just end up on penalties. And you got Danny Parejo. And, and you know, Mohamed Salah probably got um, get, having fever dreams about penalties these days. 
He could. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm interested. I'm, I, I want to see that game. I don't want to. I don't want them to uh, do it at the same time. That'd be really annoying. I'm gonna be so mad if they do. They that. That's racist. You can't do that for. It's just two games, dog. Like, come on. <laughs> that is literally racist. If well, they just do relax, that. it's just two games. Like, just do one on Tuesday, one on Wednesday, fool. Yeah, don't don't do two on Tuesday. I'm gonna scream. If they're at the same time, it's gonna be dead racist. I'm like, I don't oh. have to. I don't have to watch this game and ignore results after. <laughs> um, and then we also have. Man City versus Real Madrid. Caesar, how are you feeling about that? I feel really good about that game, actually. Um, I really think Real Madrid's going to take that one. Would you, would you feel less good about Liverpool? Yeah, I would. Hmm. Absolutely. Um, Me too. I, 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 Man City is my favorite, probably, Premier League team. I think they're one of my favorites to watch. They have so much talent. They have one of my favorite young players uh phil fodes big 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 phil foe even though he looks big still tipping on faux foe even though i don't like that head wrap he looked insane today um but something about this man city team and pep Guardiola, i'm just like you're just not gonna get it done dog they seem like <laughs> right. chokers they seem like chokers. Yeah, they're chokers and i'm still a, a i'm still a steadfast believer i don't think you can just do it like that with that formation i don't think you can do it i just don't think it works and i think a team like um Real Madrid is great for exploiting that like Real Madrid has like the kind of formation where the only person actually I think the most one of the more underrated players for me on um uh Man City is that midfielder uh Rodri he is like a baller like that's a baller he's a brick house that guy does not play no games I mean he's the reason for a deal be eating bench a lot or playing center back so He's a ball. They have a good team. I think it could be a good matchup, but I, I really feel like Real Madrid can get that result as well. I agree. Honestly, um, Liverpool to me is formationally the scarier team. Yeah, I think with City, um, like the thing against the thing with PSG when when uh, when Real Madrid played PSG, PSG got Mbappe, and Mbappe is unstoppable. Um, City don't have a player like that. Obviously, Raheem Sterling's good, but he's not Mbappe. You know what I mean? No, he's not a, is he, uh, Raheem Sterling's not a world breaker. Like no, no. You know, I think like they can like like Danny Carvajal can like handle Raheem Sterling. You know, if he has to be there, oh. can't nobody do nothing with Mbappe. Um, so Liverpool's weapons at their best are way more dangerous than Man City's, in my opinion. Like, I agree. Salah uh, and 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 Mane can do an immense amount of damage. Jota, Diaz, like Jota, Diaz like, all There's a lot. And people are, are just kind of catching up on Diaz. That guy's a baller. Like, that Colombian mm-hmm. dude is a baller. Um, uh, so they have a lot of real dangerous players on that team. They have a lot of depth of creativity. They have the Harvey Elliott kid, that little Scottish dude is a baller. Um, they have that Mina Mo who comes off the bench and does some work too. They have a lot. And, of course, Firmino, always solid as hell on that team. So they have a lot of attacking players and – you know, Van Dyke is healthy this year. It's dangerous out there. And, it, and they got Con- Conate, whatever, from um, Leipzig. So, yeah, they have some dangerous players. That's a dangerous team. And I'm not saying Man City's not a good team. And can Man City be around? Absolutely. Like, yeah, I can absolutely go down. But Liverpool is more is a lot more of a scarier matchup for me. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think City and Real Madrid, like, they have – City is definitely like a – you know, they create a shell kind of – when they have possession, pass the ball around. They don't do crosses. Uh, we saw against Chelsea that Real Madrid was vulnerable to those balls into the box. Um, but 
I think just the way Real Madrid, like if you spread City out, like it's over. Like if you can, if you can spread them out, like they can't handle it. Um, so yeah, I mean, if I had to guess, I would think Real Madrid will advance. Um, it'll be funny if that if the final is Liverpool versus Real Madrid again. We have the uh, old rivals, uh, Spain hopefully, and England. We don't want to attack Salah again. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Um, uh, we have the old rivals, Spain and England. Um, you know, this world was shaped a lot because of their rivalry. Um, and uh, let, let's hope it continues. <laughs> um, but yeah, we'll see. The semifinals, April 27th and May 4th. Excited for that. Really quick, Caesar. Um, they're saying your boy Ten Hag is pretty much in the books to be Man- Manchester United's manager n- next season. Hopefully, he's bringing a 4 3 3. What do you think? I'm not for 4 3 3, but I've never seen Ten Hag actually manage stars. I think it's a little different. Um, Ten Hag is a good coach over at Ajax. Um, Ajax is a wonderful program and they do a great job of developing young talent, but man, City's also about managing a lot of high wage players and personalities and stuff like that. I think it's always interesting to watch a transition of a coach who's brought up teams, you know, through like youth and, and, and making them star players and putting them back out to get new contracts and get new opportunities. Then his players who are good at managing superstars, like, you know, maybe Manchelotti wouldn't be successful at Ajax, but he's successful with these top teams because he knows how to work with these guys. He knows how to work with, with the bigger name players. He knows what makes them tick, what makes them upset. And that stuff is real valuable information that you learn through coaching. Um, the best thing knows that 4 3 is going to be real sweet. That's what they need. Um, 4 3 is, is what it's all about. I hope he gets rid of Sancho. That's cute. Um, Sancho also, at Cam. Also, really fast, um, the coach of the – Northern Ireland women's team, they recently lost 5-0 to England trying to qualify for the Women's World Cup, which they will not be. But he had a statement, and it was very sexist, and it was untrue. That's why we got to bring it up. His name is Kenny Shields. He said after the match, uh, I felt England were struggling a wee bit at times to open us up and, until the psychology of going two up in the women's game. I don't know what the hell that means. He said, I'm sure you will have noticed if you go through the patterns, when a team concedes a goal, they concede a second one in a very, very short space of time. It happens right through the whole spectrum of the women's game because girls and women are more emotional than men. So they take go. So they take a goal going in. Not very well. Um, yeah. And he has since apologized, but Kenny, we got to go in on you because, um, this notion that women are more emotional than men is like false. It, like it, it's so ridiculous, dog. You are from Northern Ireland. You up there in Belfast. Don't you know what was happening up there? They was having a whole civil war talking about I'm Catholic and I'm Protestant killing each other, car bombs, uh, damn concentration camps. And these are men. Uh, we just had a dude shoot up the subway in New York. Uh, that's a man. Men are crazy and way more emotional. They kill people for no reason. They uh, get mad playing FIFA and be all angry and quiet. <laughs> and Kenny, you're wrong, sir. Kenny, you're an absolute idiot. You're dumb and you're stupid and you're ignorant. And I hope you never coach anything again in your life. Hope you just spend the rest of your life at home watching videos that we made a podcast on YouTube. That's what your punishment is. 
Um, there's sounds, sounds countless, funny. countless, 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 countless studies that show in terms of raw, emotional, erratic behavior, men are much more susceptible to those behaviors than women. That has been something that is constant in Bam's life. That's something that's constant. <laughs> no, but it's it's just it's something that is was started by males to find a way to find more reasons to degrade women, to belittle women, to make women feel inferior than men. And being emotional isn't necessarily being inferior, but the way it's, when it's applied in situations like this, it's applied in a negative way. And if you want to apply it this way, you're absolutely wrong, actually, because men are more emotional. Um, So that's insane. Insane and incorrect. And incorrect. And you come from a place that a whole damn civil war, and it wasn't no women who started that. Um, also, really fast, Caesar, we got to talk about it. Um, don't want people to forget, and I do want people to care that your the war in Ukraine is still ongoing. Russia invaded them, and they're killing civilians. We saw what happened in Bucha. Um, did did Malip? What's that place called? Did that fall? Mariupol. Oh. Um, I know it's basically. Basically, I mean, it's been bombed. Look like fifteen hundred plus people, civilians have been died or with casualties due to this injury, due to this war. A lot of people have been getting hurt. Um, it's still going on. Just because you're sleeping good at night doesn't mean those people in Ukraine are. Um, do not believe anything that do not believe the fake propaganda. Putin is coming out a lot of insane propaganda right now. That is absolutely a testament to what is the issue right now in the world. Is a bunch of misinformation and and, and vile words that is not true. Um, and I just really hope that there can be some peace and resolution soon because what I would hate the most in this world on a global scale is war. I agree. We made a podcast episode 249. Holler back at us. Oh no. <laughs> it can get scary when you legendary, you legendary.